and welcome to the Cairns Writes Podcast, home of science fiction, fantasy, and horror author Michael Cairns, me. If you like what you hear today, you can find more at cairnswrites.com and download free sci-fi novella, Childhood Dreams. They're among us. Every day you walk past them on the street, sit opposite them on the tube. Powers, supers, call them what you want, they're there, but you've never known. Not until today. Today everything is going to change. Because today one power, one man, is going to tell the world. Faces, a superhero short story. I change my face as I slip through the crowds. No one sees me. My features mould and blur, my identity changing every second, and still, no one sees me. The rise of the smartphone has been my greatest friend these last few years. Time was not long ago. I'd have to sneak into an alleyway, find somewhere isolated to switch. Nowadays, no one's looking at anyone else. I check those around me, make sure they're hooked up to whatever social media floats their boat, and make the change. I choose my face depending on how I'm feeling, where I am, what TV I watched this morning. I'm unusual like that. No set personalities for me. Today's different from usual, though. Today I'm proving a point. Today I'm revealing to the world what they've suspected for many years but never given voice to. Or at least, no voices that anyone listens to. The tabloids have been pushing it for a few years, ever since Dave showed himself. Not that they called him Dave. They called him Fireball, which we both agreed was beyond shit, but since he wasn't willing to speak to them, tell them his real name, Fireball stuck. I don't mind, to be fair. I've been taking the piss for five years and it's still not getting old. But the lack of photos made it difficult for the papers to prove he was ever there at all. I asked him why he didn't send in a selfie, something to corroborate their stories. Dave said it was more fun this way. Well, I'm bored of it. I'm bored of having this amazing power and no one knowing about it. The council will be pissed, beyond pissed. They'll bar me for sure, take away all the perks. And the protection. But I don't need it. That's what they seem to forget. They sit there in their fancy office and tell us they can protect us when most of us don't need it. Dave can superheat to thousands of degrees in the time it takes to blink. What exactly are the government going to do to him? As for me, even when they do know about me, they'll never be able to find me. It's not just my face that changes. Fingerprints, blood type, DNA. I've never checked the last one, but I'm pretty certain it does. When I switch, everything switches. There was a time, back when I was 15, just discovering what I could do, that I forgot who I was. Finding my way back to my real self took a week, during which I had to pretend to mum I was really sick. I hid in my room whilst my skin boiled and bubbled, whilst my body writhed and changed over and over, and I screamed inside. That hasn't happened in a while, I'm pleased to say. I've had twelve years to work on things, so I should be good at it. But I'm not just good. I'm a master. Some of those I've met at the council shindicks have been proud of not using their powers. They live normal lives, terrified of what they can do, terrified that one day they'll lose control. What I'll never get is the number of people who don't understand the link between practice and control. It makes me sad. 
Maybe what I do today will help them. Maybe when they see what I can do, that I can use my skills without fear of losing control, without hurting anyone, they'll grow in confidence and start to try things. Maybe. The council don't exactly discourage it, but they're working on finding people earlier and earlier, catching them when they're young and impressionable, making it clear how dangerous their powers can be. They help you think and reflect on what you can do and how you should use it. Bastards. Arrogant, self-important bastards. Luckily, they didn't find me until I was 25 and knew exactly what I could and couldn't do, and what I wanted to do. I switch, letting my hair grow long, my features soften and change. Within moments, I've changed sex. It took me the longest time to get used to that, the awkward lurching feeling between my legs, the wrenching in my stomach. But it's nothing now, like breathing. I glance around, catch sight of a kid peering round Daddy's legs, eyes fixed on me. I can see the whites all the way round, like someone's painted them on. I put my finger to my lips and give him a conspiratorial wink. He shakes his head, mouth joining his eyes. I'm a young blonde woman at the moment, pretty in a friendly way. I smile as I brush past him and skip down the steps into Trafalgar Square. People are sightseeing, same as always, but sometime in the last decade, sightseeing has become looking at your phone or taking photos on your phone. Since my changes don't come out in photos, this is the perfect place. I'm probably safer here than back on my estate with no one around. From Trafalgar Square, I stomp through the traffic lights and hit them all, striding along, enjoying the feeling of long, young legs, plenty of energy, and being checked out by more than one of the men ambling back and forth. I don't mind being looked at. You get used to it when you can look like anyone. That's what I'm doing today. That's the point I'm trying to make, really. I'm going to scare a shitload of people, but mostly I'm just going to point out how pathetic our society is, how obsessed we are with appearance. And the great thing is I, more than anyone else in the world, should know. I've asked for help in ten different guises and, without fail, received it for the pretty young white woman and been turned away for the unattractive one. That's the tip of the iceberg, but there's no point running through it all. I've been through it so many times I get a headache just contemplating it. Same shit, different day. I reach the palace in a few minutes, stare up at the balcony, at the guards in their boxes, at the crowds of people pressed against the black railings. All these people come to stare at a building. It's an all-right-looking pile of bricks, but there's plenty of prettier buildings in London. More impressive ones, too. Today, though, is a little different. Though these people don't know it, the Queen shall be driving out of the palace today, in her Bentley with the tinted windows, flanked by police escort. She's heading up to Scotland, or so the internet says. There are a surprising number of people interested in the Queen's movements, and an alarming percentage of them seem to have access to her schedule. I position myself beside the gate to take a few breaths. I'm ready, or as ready as I'll ever be. I won't change until the last minute. I'll keep it subtle. Keep it quiet. The chug of engines alerts those outside the palace to her impending departure. I take another breath and switch. At the same moment, I reach into the rucksack I've placed at my feet and pull out a long, stylish jacket, just the sort Diana would have worn. Then I step out into the road just as the gates open. A police bike comes out first, sees me and skids to a halt. He leaps off, comes running, then realises who I am. 
Not that I could be Princess Diana, of course. What with her having died years ago? But his eyes tell him something different, and, let's not forget, appearance is everything. The policeman stares at me, mouth hanging open. I need to speak to my mother-in-law, I say in as posh a voice as I can muster. The policeman just keeps staring. The Queen's car comes rolling out, halts beside the police bike. A police car weaves around it and skids to a halt before me. I can't see through the windscreen, but I can imagine the looks on the men sitting in that as well. The door opens on one side and a man, wearing a smart, exceptionally expensive suit, steps out. There's something vaguely familiar about him, though I can't say what. He takes a few steps past the door of the car, then holds out a hand towards me. I feel my skin shifting. I'm changing. I don't want to change. I haven't started it, but it's happening anyway. I dig my nails into my palms, but it makes no difference. It's like someone shoving their hands into me, twisting me into something else, something new. Except, it's not new. I'm coming back to me, the real me. Within seconds, my long stylish jacket looks ludicrous, hanging off the shoulders of a five-feet-five Indian guy from West London. The man comes closer still, smiles. Shifter, you made your move. Who the fuck are you? I ask. The council call me Null, but since we'll be working together, you can call me Aaron. How about I call you an asshole? What did you do to me? I nulled your powers. It's what I do. This is a mistake, in case you weren't already aware of it. You'll need to come with me now. I'm not going anywhere with you. Then I'll have to step back, let these lovely policemen take you away and charge you with intent to injure the royal person. Is she even in there? Does it matter? Does it? I ask myself. I suppose not. They played me. How did they play me? Last chance, Shifter. What's it going to be? Why are you calling me Shifter? That's what your file says. They have a file on me. Actually, Shifter's not a bad name. Better than Fireball. Do you have a file on Fireball? I ask. Of course, we have a file on everyone. He gestures towards me and I see now that I have no choice. I could fight them, struggle, but it wouldn't end well for me. Can't deal with being cast away in a police car. After all, appearances are everything. With a grunt, I remove my jacket, hand it to the policeman, and join Null as he strolls back into the palace. As the gates close behind us, Null lifts his wrists to his mouth. The target is acquired, all units stand down. From behind a wall across the courtyard, I see Dave stroll into the open, smile on his face. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can find more at cansrights.com and come back in a week for the next episode. You can also find me on Pinterest, Facebook, Goodreads and Twitter, or email me at michael at cansrights.com.